International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. God sometimes calls us to do things that are hard and humiliating and dangerous. The idea that if you're in obedient Christianity, all of life will be smooth and easy is a lie of Satan. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, we are currently studying the book of Jonah together. Jonah was a prophet of God, a prophet of Israel, and he actually wrote the book of Jonah. He was very honest about his own refusal to obey God's command, and he described all the things that happened to him as a result of his disobedience. Let's listen as Dr. Kevin Shaw picks things up by talking about something he calls the Jesus endorsement. As we hear more about asking God to do what we want to do, as opposed to doing what God asks us to do. Got that? Here's our teacher. I am concerned that people, sometimes politicians, act as if they have the Jesus endorsement. You know, like Jesus is endorsing them. You know, like you have a, a very prominent national politician who endorses, and that's like the, the, the magic hand. Uh, can I just tell you something? It's this isn't about having a Jesus endorsement. This is about whether we stand in obedience to him, not that whether he's endorsing us. He curses nations. God asks believers to be salt and light in the nations in which they live, Matthew 5, 13 through 15, to be obedient citizens, Romans chapter 13, and to fulfill responsibilities of leadership when called upon, like Esther when she found herself in the Persian court. So listen, we have to understand that God is bigger than the nations. God is bigger than us. God has a plan that goes beyond us. And, his, and our responsibility is to fit into his plan. Now, it's, it's in human nature, those of us who have a will, to um, question authority and to question the decisions 
of those that are in leadership. Um, there are many here in our congregation who have military backgrounds. One of the things that somebody that's in the military has to do is obey orders. That doesn't mean every soldier or sailor or airman believes that those orders are correct. My father was one of seven brothers, all of which served in the U.S. Army. Seven brothers, starting World War II all the way to Vietnam. Of the seven brothers, of the four that were uh, served in World War II, four went away, three came back. My uncle, Junior, which my dad hardly met, um, was killed in the Hurtgen Forest in Germany toward the end of World War II. I remember listening to the older brothers when I was a small child who were soldiers talking about and kind of bitter about what they felt, were, what they felt was a fruitless endeavor as far as fighting in the Hurtgen Forest at the end of the war. And they felt like commanding officers cost their brother's life. We sometimes question human leaders. Can I just tell you something? We have no business questioning the wisdom of God. So we have to trust his wisdom. We have to listen to his message. So we come back to Jonah. We come back to Jonah. It says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. See, I believe that God wants me to do this. This is what I believe that God wants me to do. Can I just tell you, as far as discerning the message of God, you need to listen really carefully. Did you know, you all know this, there are a lot of crazy people on the streets that are doing crazy things, that are absolutely convinced that God told them to do it. And I will tell you, God did not tell them to do that. So how can you be sure that what you think God wants you to do is what God wants you to do? Well, let's talk about Jonah for a moment, because Jonah had a very specific command of God. The first is that we need to to listen to his message, and we have to discern whether that message is from him. He speaks, by the way, primarily through his word. The reason that Jonah knew that this was the message of God was because Jonah had the biblical gift of prophecy. I mean, that was his, that was his gift. That's who he was, that God spoke through Jonah. The Old Testament prophets and New Testament prophets, for that matter, knew when it was God's message. In fact, we have the scriptures, which simply are the prophecies of God, written down and preserved for us throughout all of the ages. So, Jonah's message that he received from God is clearly the word of God. We always test the things that we believe God wants us to do by the truth of his word. And the wonderful thing that we have is we have this word. God does not contradict himself. God does not tell you this is righteous and this is not righteous and then command you to do unrighteousness. And this is the sure word. The whims of your heart are not necessarily sure. But you say, I just, I just have this really strong impression. You know, there, I'll give you two examples in the New Testament of this. In Matthew chapter 16, 
Jesus is standing with the disciples in the northern part of Israel. And um, he asks the disciples, who do people say that I am? And they say, some say you're a prophet. Somebody, they go through all these different things. And Peter is the one that says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but God revealed this to you. Peter's pretty happy about that. He has this message of God. This message from God about who Jesus Christ is. Then Jesus begins to talk about going to Jerusalem and dying and being buried and being raised again. Peter, filled with all arrogance, imagine this, puts his arm around Jesus and says, you need to stop talking about this stuff. Now, this is the same person that he just said is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And now he's taking the time to correct him. Have you ever tried to correct God? Lord, you know, let me give you a little bit of counsel. You, you need to stop doing this. I mean, we haven't really thought about who we're talking to. You know, you know it's interesting what Jesus did. You remember what Jesus' response to that message was? Get thee behind me, Satan. Can I just tell you something? Just because the idea pops into your head doesn't mean it's good. Satan can whisper stuff in your ear. Acts chapter 5. Peter now. Remember the Peter that Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan? Is presiding in the church of Jerusalem and people are selling property. Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira decide that they want to be popular like everybody else. So they sell property, they keep a portion of it, and they bring a portion in to lay it before the Lord, pretending as if they're giving all of it when they're only giving part of it. Now, there was nothing wrong with giving a portion of the proceeds of the property. There was something wrong with pretending like they were giving it all, they were lying. Not only they were lying, they were lying for a purpose, to receive in an act of worship glory for themselves. They were robbing God of his glory, and God struck Ananias dead. But before he struck him dead, he, Peter asked him, is this what you said, this is what you've done, is this what you've really done? And he said, yes, I've given it all. And, and Peter says this, why has Satan filled your heart to lie against the Holy Spirit? Can I just tell you something? Test your impressions by the word. Make sure. Many have mistakenly believed and followed the message that was not from God. And just because someone else says it with confidence and absolute conviction does not mean it's right. This can come through wanting something badly being emotionally or mentally deranged. It can come through all kinds of self-deception. Remember that our hearts are wicked and we can't trust them. So we listen to God's message. We need the truth of God's message in our lives because we are all so prone to believing and making up our own false messages. And speaking of messages, you're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw and a teaching series in the book of Jonah with more of a message called Surrendering to God's Command. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. And now here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church. It's called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. 
Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today if you or someone you love needs help with recovery from addiction. And now, let's get back to Jonah and the very specific message that God gave to Jonah to deliver to the Ninevite people. Here's Dr. Shaw. Now, understand the content of message. He says, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, 550 miles away on the banks of the Tigris, in Samaria, at least a month travel, a well-fortified city, a nation that was wicked and vicious. They, Assyria used, if we use the word today, they used atrocities as a means of manipulating the nations that they sought to conquer. Brutality, um, killing people, dismembering people, piling heads. I mean, it was, it was just horrible stuff. And this is, the, this is the nation that God tells Jonah that he's going to go to preach to. And, he, and so he says this, don't assume that you know what God wants without actually listening to what God wants. There's a very specific thing. Jonah knew what God wanted him to do. It was specific. It was clear. There was no doubt. For Jonah, this would be a journey of 550 miles. It would require preaching to a city that was openly hostile to the things of God. Now, I want you to understand this because this fits into our modern context. It is very difficult, I understand, to stand for Christianity and to stand for your Lord in the political, social, and moral atmosphere in which we exist today. The enemies of God will stand up and shout loud. They will dox you. They will make you feel like you are immoral and you are ashamed. They will oppose the truth. But folks, it isn't like this is an unusual circumstance in the history of the world. Jonah had to go all by himself to a preach to preach to a nation that was completely opposed to the God of Israel, that had no respect at all for the God of Israel. The task was hard. It was humiliating. It was dangerous. But God sometimes calls us to do things that are hard and humiliating and dangerous. The idea that if you're in obedient Christianity, all of life will be smooth and easy is a lie of Satan. Take a look at the lives of the apostles. God calls good people to do hard things. Jonah was going to have to go preach to a city like this. But Jonah's biggest concern, we'll find out later, wasn't so much that, 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 God, uh, that, that he was going to face hostility or face difficulty. Jonah's biggest concern was that this nation might repent. That was his concern, that they might repent and God might bless them. And then through this nation, God would bring judgment upon Israel. So Jonah doesn't argue because he knows God's what's right. Jonah just runs. I think Jonah knew that that message of God, if he wanted that message to get to Israel, 
uh, to Nineveh was going to get there. Someone was going to do it. Jonah just didn't want to be the one to do it. And so he ran. He didn't submit to God's, to God's command. Jonah did not argue about the message or the requirement. He was a prophet of God. He understood that there could be no arguing with the Almighty. No one has ever yet won an argument with God. Can I just say that again? No one has ever yet won an argument with God. The old preacher James Weldon Johnson, and he was a poet and a preacher in his uh, poems, uh, written around the turn of the, ni- uh, the 20th century. Uh, in, his, in his poem, the prodigal said, Your arm's too short to box with God. That's God's power. But it's, we will never overcome God's wisdom. Isaiah chapter 40 says, Who can be God's counselor? D- did you know that God doesn't have to consult with you about anything? He doesn't have to ask your permission. You don't have to give him any more information. Don't, you don't have to tell him anything else. It really changes our prayer life when we understand that. Uh, so sometimes a lot of our prayer life is before God acknowledging now what we know in, in conjunction with what he already knows. My favorite theology, theology professor in seminary, Dr. Van Hetlow, used to say this. And the reason he was my favorite is just used to say things in ways that just just made sense. God is the only one that never, ever learned anything. Think about that for a moment. So he didn't argue with God. He just ran. Well, difficulty of the task? Certainly. The task was difficult. It was a long way to go, but he was going to go 2,500 miles in the other direction. The consequences of the message? Absolutely. Jonah says this later. To Jonah, the danger of the message being rejected was not as bad as the consequences of the message being accepted. Up until this point, Jonah had been the message of, of good news to Israel. Now he was going to have to be message, a messenger of bad news to Nineveh that might produce repentance on the part of the Ninevites, which eventually would be bad news for Israel. And the prophecies already existed in Hosea that would have confirmed that. But Jonah's contemporary Hosea had prophesied that Nineveh, the Assyrians, would rule over Israel. Jonah could see his preaching in Nineveh as being part of making that prophecy come to fruition. This might, this might well be about the love of God over the love of country. So why run? He simply didn't want to preach this message He did not want to be part of this. Maybe he had deep prejudice against the Assyrians. And that could easily be understood. They were a vicious and wicked people. And when they're a vicious and wicked people, sometimes you just want God's judgment upon them. You don't want God to save them. In the United States of America, since September 11, 2001, we have been dealing with radical Islam and the terrorism of radical Islam around the world. I will tell you this, though, right now, and the testimony is coming from all over the world as it comes back through missionaries and through people in these nations. God is doing a redeeming work in the Islamic world. People are getting saved by the thousands. And sometimes, even without the preaching and proclamation of a missionary, as people are seeking out Bibles and seeking out churches, there are testimonies. We, uh, General McGuire is here. One of the reasons that we, we have a relationship with him is because of his relationship through our chaplains. One of our chaplains, one of the FBFI chaplains, got saved in just this way 
Mark Sarhan is now going out as an, as an FBFI chaplain, but became a believer as the, the Holy Spirit of God worked in his heart when he was in the Middle East and drew him to himself without benefit, at least initially, of a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there we, hear, we hear story after story after story of this. God sometimes is merciful to people that we might have a hard time with. It's, it's our responsibility to get with his program. He didn't want to do it. He would rather God have someone else do it. He was disobedient, and God would not let him get away with his responsibility before God. So what, what should we take away from this message? Here's four simple truths to remember as we finish up here. God's wisdom is infinite and perfect. We must trust him. The second principle is this. God will ask you to do difficult things, hard things, dangerous things, sometimes things that have unlikely, you know, unlikely success. But God will ask you to do difficult things. The difficulty of the task should not determine whether you're obedient or not. Will God ask us to do difficult things? Yes. But be of good cheer. God helps us to accomplish His will, even when it's difficult. Dr. Shaw will be back with an encouraging thought. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported radio ministry, and we encourage you to consider supporting this program with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. And we would love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's Bible teaching and minister to you in any way we can. So please call us at Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. You're always welcome to visit Northwest for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. Sunday evening discipleship is at 6 p.m. And you can listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague. We'll continue our new study in the book of Jonah next time. So join us. And now here's Dr. Shaw with a closing, encouraging thought about victory in serving the Lord. 
even when it's a tough task. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more right here on Dare to Stand. God's will is never thwarted. We see that in the book of Daniel and throughout the prophecies of Scripture. Things might look difficult now, but I do know this. I know how it all ends. And it will end with Jesus reigning. And God will always glorify himself. Sometimes he glorifies himself in showing mercy to the wicked. And sometimes he glorifies himself in judging the wicked. It's the wicked who must choose how they will respond to his message of goodness and repentance.